Thank you so much. Um, yes. Um, <laughs> it's good to, to be here to share the word of God with uh, everyone this morning. Um, thank you, Joe, for um, allowing me this opportunity uh, to come share the word with, with you guys. Uh, so my second opportunity. <laughs> so it means uh, last time was either, you know, normally if uh, you're welcome back, uh, either you don't do a very good job or you did a good job. So sometimes it's that uh, perhaps uh, you did not cut into the hearts of people deep enough. Uh, maybe sometimes you cut deep into their hearts and people are like, hey, don't, don't bring that man back, please. <laughs> you know, he, he'll convict us of stuff and all of that. But you know what? Holy Spirit does the convicting of sin. Amen. Um, so before I get into our reading, um, I just want to share on, 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 it's all part of the reading though, on just something which has been in my heart for, 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 for a long time now, uh, maybe two, three months, uh, just as a bad, and I remember when I was back in Venda, I was sharing it with my mom as well, and just this theme of, uh, of Christianity and, and what it is really about, and in uh, many times we, we find security within being a child of God, we find security in, in being uh, a Christian, right, uh, and in this uh, Different types of securities you find. I find sometimes myself I'll be in bed, slipping, like, oh, hang on. Uh, do I feel safe right now? Uh, do I need to wake up and do what? I don't generally wake up to, to uh, put on my alarm or anything like that. Like, I actually wake up to pray. Like, okay, God, this, this be with my family because, you know, we rely on you. And, and, and he's a security, you know. Uh, he's the one who, who protects us. So, so. As, as a Christian, you can find this safety in God. You can find this, this healing in God. You can find provision in Him. Where um, it's almost like when you come to God, there's, there's these good things you find. There's this uh, security you find. And uh, of course, we can speak about the bigger security, which is uh, securing your life in terms of where you're going to spend your eternity. And while you're here on earth, um, you can have this relationship with 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 with, um, with God, where you you're feeling that uh, you're being safe. You you have access to healing. You have access to provision. You can pray to God for that. And here we find uh, people, um, and by people I mean back in Scripture, where we have these uh, Jews who have been waiting for the Messiah. They've been waiting for someone who's going to rescue them from. Um, the, 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 the current empire, the current power of that time being, being uh, the biggest empire, the Roman Empire. And they're waiting for someone who's the Messiah. And for them, the most logical thing that's supposed to happen is that he's going to come and topple over this Roman Empire and be king instead. And, and, and they're restored in their glory as, as, as the Jewish people. Can you imagine they were royal people? Uh, they, they know who they are. They, they, they've been having all these uh, genealogies over the whole time. And that's why we're able to have uh, the genealogies of Jesus when we read in the New Testament. They know that they are a great people who have this uh, special relationship with God. God called them His people. I'm, I'm not Jewish myself. Um, and, you know, normally when we read even in the New Testament, we see this 
uh, idea about the Gentiles and uh, the Jewish people, you know, the outsiders and God's people. And yet, there's this Roman power that is in place, that is ruling over them, and they're waiting for the Messiah. And, and, and here comes Jesus, and, and, and there's, there's some whispering going on that he has come. He has finally come. I can imagine their anticipation of what was to happen. I can imagine how they're looking forward to the day that he finally you know, gets rid of these Roman people who are uh, troubling their people. And I mean, we of course know of uh, some of the guys who were working with them, like the tax collectors and, and all of that. Um, in fact, the picture of Jesus coming in the, uh, into Jerusalem riding on the donkey was actually a picture of heroism. They, they might have thought at that very moment that he's coming to topple over. But then he turns into the temple and he's dealing with the stuff happening at the temple and not the stuff happening in uh, the Roman power. Now, what is, what is actually happening is that they see Jesus... As someone who, one, uh, is, is the Messiah, is, is, is revealing himself slowly to, to people that is the one who is to come. And two, they're seeing him as someone who's able to, I mean, one of his first miracles was the miracle of provision. He turns water into wine. Like, people are in a, in a wedding ceremony and here's water being turned into wine. Here's Jesus who can provide wine in a wedding. You know, here's Jesus who's, uh, who's, who's healing the sick. Here's Jesus who is who's, uh, driving out impure spirits. Is he someone who's able to bring this security into the, the people's lives? And, and they are now following him because of what he can do, because of, of, of his healing, because of his provision. Uh, uh, we, we, of course, read as well in the story where he, he feeds the multitudes and they're following the, the next day. And he even says to them, hey, are you following me because of the feel you had? from the previous day. And that was quite a cutting message right there where he says that you're actually following me because I, fe- I fed you yesterday. But I tell you what, I am that bread you need to be eating. I am that flesh and blood. And that doesn't make sense to them. And they start walking away. They start walking away. And the story I want to read, which is found in all the uh, three Gospels, the, the Synoptic Gospels, um, is, 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 is one where it, we, we find that similar episode where we, or the people then, were looking out for Jesus in terms of the healing he can give, the provision he can give, the gifts of God, in a sense. And there they are. Uh, it's a couple of friends carrying this paralytic man. Like, well, we've had Jesus is healing people. We better get access to him. We better uh, push through the crowds. We better, well, if you can't find, if you can't find a way through the car, crowds, let us go over the roof. We better bring this friend of ours very close to this man, Jesus, because he's got some healing to give. He's got some healing and deliverance to give. And then they bring this paralytic man and, and, and Jesus could have remained famous. He could have remained the, the man of the miracles. He could have remained the man who heals people, delivers people from impure spirits. He could have remained all of that and not even get into trouble with the Pharisees and, and the men of the laws who were actually watching by, trying to see how they can trap him. 
He could have remained a guy who could not have ever trapped him at all. He could have said to this paralytic man, you are healed now. Because it's been, it's been creating all this, it's been healing people, it's been having all of these provision areas, and people come to Jesus and find, they find healing in Him, they find provision in Him, they find protection in Him, there's some sense of security being a Christian. You know, and, and, and sometimes we can have that relationship with God, wherein, okay, I need to have God in my life, because with God, I can have a peace of mind in terms of my security as far as heaven and hell is concerned. Um, if perhaps there's a bit of struggling in my health area, I can pray or I can go to some men of faith who can pray over me. You know, um, in South Africa, we, we, we find ourselves in, I'm not sure if you're aware, but you know, there's a lot of people who would leave the country to go to Nigeria, to go to men of faith, to pray for them. And, and some of those Nigerians would see that, ah, you know what, maybe there's an opportunity, let's just come to South Africa and start our churches. And actually they've got, their churches are filled up, even though sometimes they make weird looking miracles. But people have needs. People go to churches with, with a CV typed up so that the men of God can lay hands on the CV. People go with, with all sorts of uh, doctor's notes. The doctor has diagnosed me with this cancer or that issue. And they go to the men of God for, for that access as well. And, 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 and people want to have some sense of security as far as, um, I mean, what makes us secure? Like, well, we need to put food on the table because without food, you know, you're going to go hungry, right? Um, you want to have your health insurance perhaps so that, you know, you, if you fall down, you can be able to go to the doctor. And pay for the bill. There's, there's this provision areas that we can find in Jesus. And, you know, just like health insurance, you need to pay it monthly. You know, we come and pay our, our dues weekly, come to church on Sunday. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm paying my, my, my health insurance by coming to church on Sunday. You know, uh, perhaps it's giving tithes and offering. I don't see you guys doing what's happening. Where's the basket going around? Um, and, and, and that's me just trying to make sure that, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm safe, I'm secure. I'm, I'm able to pray prayers that I think can be had by Jesus. And, and, and life can be in a good place. And, and hopefully I'll, I'll make it into, in, into heaven. And here they bring this paralytic man. Looking for that healing. And Jesus says, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. And, and I wonder what could have happened that, wait a minute, this guy has more to give than healing. Could, could they have said that, hang on, we're coming back, we're going to get some of our friends, they don't have any paralytic issue, we're going to get some of our friends that they can come into this place, we'll bring them over the roof so that their sins too can be forgiven. Or is it that, hang on, we're confused, we're here for healing. What are you talking about? Your sins are forgiven. And we read the story in, in all the three uh, synoptic gospels. Uh, the version of Matthew chapter 9 um, actually doesn't have the part of the roof. But let's read it. So Matthew chapter 9 verse 1. So he got into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own city. 
Then behold, they brought to him a paralytic man, no, a paralytic lying on a bed. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. Be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven you. And at once some of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? For which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Arise and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. Then he said to the paralytic, Arise, take up your bed, your bed, and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. Verse 8. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, who had given such power to man. When we read this scripture, it looks like the very obvious miracle is a paralytic being healed. But there's a lot of supernatural things that have happened here. And the healing of the paralytic was actually the least of them. It was actually the least of them. But in a sense, uh, if, if you just imagine a bit, maybe we go to a park somewhere where there's people, and maybe it's uh, Bishop Joe here, and uh, he goes and maybe with a microphone and a nice speaker like this, and he shouts to the, to, to the people over the microphone that, um, come, come pray this sinner's prayer, you know, pray after me. And, uh, and, and they do so. And then he says, your sins are forgiven. Sounds believable. Sounds like, well, that's easy. Your sins are forgiven. But that's easy according to what man sees, according to what us as human beings uh, look at the situation and say, well, that's easy. It happened in their heart. They're forgiven. They're all good. But as far as um, the truth is concerned, is that it's not even provable. We don't even know what happened in their hearts. We can't actually um, prove that the sins were forgiven. And, and, and therefore, Jesus is saying that that is easier to say. It's easier to say that your sins are forgiven. It's not that um, it's actually easier for, 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 for one to say your sins are forgiven. It's that it's easier according to the men's perspective, according to what they see. Because what's actually harder is arise and walk. Again, according to men's perspective. Like Jesus is, is, is doing exactly what he did at the very beginning. He came from heaven to earth. And even in this portion of scripture, what we see is an example of that. He is coming down to their level, to what is easier for their level. It is easier actually for their level for someone to say, your sins are forgiven. But it's actually much harder to say, rise up and walk. Like if there was someone here on a wheelchair and you guys knew the person has been on a wheelchair for, for a long time, what would be easier for me to say? Rise up. Oh, your sins are forgiven. <laughs> um, but you see, the issue of sin being forgiven was actually a reality that also took place. It actually did happen 
that the sins were forgiven by Jesus. Jesus forgave the sins of that man. He forgave the sins of that man. And yet, um, that's not something they could see. But he, he was able to do it because of him being God. You know, he's, I can't forgive your sins. Um, I'm, I'm just a man. But Jesus was more than that. He was 100% man and 100% God. And, and, and he says here that, you know, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin. But the picture I'm trying to draw out of this is the fact that there's something beyond, much more than what we can get from Jesus as far as healing is concerned, as far as provision is concerned, to something much deeper, which is forgiveness of sin. And, and how many of us can actually uh, begin to sit and think that, yo, um, someone is sick, okay, let's take them to Jesus. Someone is, 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 is lacking a job, let's take them to Jesus. Someone is, is having financial problems, let's pray about it. And how many can go to the next step and say, someone is in sin, let's take them to Jesus. Your sins are forgiven. Like, like often we, we, we end at the provision of, of healing, at the provision of, of, of food and drink, at the provision of, 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 of protection from God. But we get into the provision of forgiveness. Because you see, the provision of forgiveness is actually admitting, number one, sin. But also admitting that God is that real. That God is, is the landlord of, of the whole universe. And we can be at the wrong side of this landlord. <laughs> and it's actually realizing that actually this thing is, is real. God is real. God is one whom we have fallen short of. We have fallen short of His ways. And we need to come before Him and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Forgive me of my sin. And, and, and we begin to, 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 to say, you know what? I want to get into this relationship with God not only because I need protection, not only because I need healing, not only because I need provision, but because I need forgiveness of sin. And, 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 and I think that miracle of forgiveness is one miracle in this passage. You know, uh, when we often speak of miracles, we, we, we think of miracles as this, people rising from the dead, people, uh, and uh, I think it's all great. I mean, I'd love to see more people rising from the dead, you know. It's encouraging to see uh, miracles happening around us, you know, because, of course, sometimes we, we tend to forget that, you know, God is powerful and we need that reminder of seeing visible things happening, of seeing uh, demons fleeing, um, you know, of, of people falling over when Joe lays hands on them. We need some of that sometimes, you know. Um, Forgiveness of sin is a big miracle. Forgiveness of sin is a big need that needs to be met. Forgiveness of sin. And when we begin to say, you know what, I want to go to church on a Sunday morning. It's because I realize that I need the Lord. I want to spend time in His presence in my home. I need the Lord. 
You know, I, I, I want to sit at his table. I want to sit at his feet. And, and then when you begin to read what follows next, um, Jesus calls Matthew the tax collector. When you begin to read what follows next, he's now eating with the sinners. And, 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 and the people are looking, how is it that he's eating with the sinners? And he says something quite interesting. He says, um, verse 12 in, in Matthew 9 still, uh, those who are well, those who are well, have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. So in other words, and, and I think this could be true of all of us, that when we feel sick, we want to go and visit a physician, a doctor. And when last did we feel, because of course Jesus is speaking about sin here, because he was answering why he was sitting with the sinners, those who are well. Those who are well do not need a physician. Those who are righteous do not need Jesus. Of course, they might not be that righteous. But those who are righteous do not need Jesus. For I did not come to call the righteous, but for sinners to repentance. Those who are well in their heart, they do not need Jesus. You know? and, and, and that is why uh, many times when I see altar calls being made, I'm like, no, guys, let's not do them this way. Like, bow down your heads. And I'm sorry if Joe does that. I'm not sure. But um, close your eyes. It's almost like you come before people who uh, they know they're sick. They know they have a, a leg which is broken. They know they have this heartache and that heartache. And you, 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 you make it nice for them to, to come to the physician for healing. You know, those who want to see this uh, doctor, who's a great doctor, you know, um, we want you to, to, to come nicely and privately and all of that. But think of that, that lady who, who, who had this issue of blood for 12 years. She doesn't care about who's looking at her, what the crowd, she pierced through the crowd just to touch Jesus to receive a healing. And she had that faith. Those who are sick. Those who are sick will just get up and say, God, I need you. I need you to heal me. I need you to, to heal this sin in my life. I need you to help me overcome this, this thing I'm struggling with in my life. And, and the more you spend time with the Holy Spirit, the more He reveals more stuff you need to be forgiven of. You know, you, you move away from, okay, you're struggling with this type of sin. You overcome that one, but then he reveals that, oh, but then you've got this issue. Maybe it's, you know, you've got a selfish heart, you know. You know, you've got pride, you know. Like, it, it, it's, it's this working out of our salvation with fear and trembling. It's, it's, a, it's a journey of uh, sanctification that we are becoming that bride which is being prepared over and over again through this journey which is a narrow path. And every time I find myself that there's something that I need to be forgiven of. You know, I might not be uh, that type of man or that type of person, but there's always something that Jesus, please forgive me in this area of my life. Please help me overcome this, this sin in my life. Please help me that I can, I can do better here. And I begin to realize that I want to sit 
at his feet. Because there's, there's, there's that thing that he, 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 he helps me overcome. And I begin to realize I need him who forgives. And, 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 and that's my challenge for us this morning. That how often will we be able to, to realize that yo, there's, 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 there's people in our lives. And perhaps starting with myself. That in as much as they need a job or they need uh, healing, they need forgiveness of sin. They need to come to this man, Jesus, who can forgive sin. And, and, and they did not know, the friends of this man who, who were carrying this paralytic, they did not know that there was something deeper that was needed for their friend forgiveness of sin. And, and some of the miracles which happened in this passage of Scripture actually is that Jesus knew the thoughts of um, the scribes who were you know, thinking about how Jesus is blaspheming. So he almost like he knew it. Um, that's something which even before he could continue to speak about what's easier, they, they could have oh, hang on. You, you don't even need to tell us what's easier anymore because um, you've already read our thoughts. Now like, I mean, that's, that's a miracle in itself. Like, you can read thoughts of man. I mean, you might as well be able to raise this man from, the, um, from his uh, paralytic condition, since you can even read our thoughts. I mean, that's in itself is not a natural thing. So, Jesus is here forgiving sin as the primary need for that paralytic man. He dealt with the source. He dealt with the bigger need than just, you know, healing. There was something as a deeper need that was needed for this man. Forgiveness of sin. And Jesus could have, he, he could have just healed the man. He could have continued being uh, Jesus of the miracles. But there was more about Jesus. It was Jesus who forgives sins. Not just miracles, but forgives sin. He forgives sin. He forgives sin. He, he, he is God. He is God who forgives sin. And, and, and for me, the, the depth here is the realization that as a Christian or Christianity as a whole, it's not just about um, all these uh, things we feel we need as human beings, like the need for that security of, um, of, of things we need, like provision or, or healing, good health and all of that. But we actually need to be reconciled with God. We need to be in a space where we are having a relationship with God. Where it moves from God, your gifts, to God, restore me into you, into having a relationship with you. And then we begin to, to sing like David and say, you know, better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. Like we begin to, to, to see the, the, the need and, and we hunger and thirst for, for spending time with, with, with this Jesus, with this God 
who is our Father. We, we, we hunger and thirst to spend time with Him. Because remember that when you spend time with God, it's, it's not you finding uh, all of these nice things that we're looking for, that you can pack your bags and go to Nigeria to find from, from the anointed man of God. Because it's, 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 it's not there only, it's, it's where you're at. It is being in the presence of God. It is spending time in, his, in, 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 in your room uh, and, and just seeking His face. Not because you want Him to, to give you answers to certain things, but because you want to be with Him. You begin to realize that you need Him over and above what He can give. And you need Him to forgive your sins. And, and of course we read this story in in, um, I'm not going to read it, but in Mark, chap- Mark chapter 2 is there as well. Um, in Luke chapter 5 is there as well. And what we see in, in, in the other two versions is, is how those guys worked so hard. They carried their friend over the roof. They worked so hard to bring their friend before Jesus for a need to be fulfilled. And Boy, do we also work so hard for a need to be fulfilled by Jesus. A need like healing, wherein uh, you know, we, 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 we call on people to pray. We, we, we start sending out WhatsApp messages. Come, pray for a friend. Pray for this person. Uh, the cancer is going bad now. Let's continue to pray. Let's, let's, go, uh, let's, let's mobilize people into prayer. We work so hard bringing in uh, 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 perhaps finances to say we need to uh, send money or we need to ensure that this person goes to that doctor, that doctor. Perhaps we need to cross the, 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 the oceans to a specialist somewhere in, 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 the, in the Western world with the more modern medicine and all of that. There's this hard work we, we, we push to save the body. How much hard work do we push to save the soul? How much hard work do we say, yo, I've got an uncle, I've got an aunt, I've got a cousin who needs healing. I need to carry him over the roof to go into the feet of Jesus so that Jesus can say, your sins are forgiven you. He doesn't have any sickness in his body. He doesn't have any uh, paralytic condition. But he still needs to go before Jesus, for Jesus to say, your sins are forgiven. And how many of us will get into that? We'll get into uh, a time of just prayer, seeking God's face for, for someone in our lives. A time of prayer, seeking to, 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 to pray that, God, may you forgive them of their sin. May you have them come to you. May you help them come into a place of knowledge of you, into a place where they can be saved, where they can be born again. Where the bigger desire is to see those people in our lives born again, over and above their situation of healing is concerned, or their situation of uh, this life. You know, we're singing, you know, that how the... the, the, the the things of this world will grow strangely dim as we turn our eyes upon Jesus. And then we begin to realize that we can actually strive 
Yeah, that's what my name means. We can strive. <laughs> uh, we can strive. Like the guys who are striving to get their friends before Jesus, we can strive to get our brothers and sisters, our uncles, cousins, friends, and strangers before Jesus. Not for the healing of the body, but for the forgiveness of sin. That's my message for you guys this morning. That, And before I sit down, I just wanted to to actually call out anyone who would like to stand and, and we just pray together. If you're saying, Lord, like that man whose friends carried him and pierced the crowds, went over the roofs, I want to come here to you, Lord, Lord Jesus, not with a need of um, this provision, not with a need of this healing, but just for the forgiveness of my sins. And all these other things will be added to you. So if that's you, uh, you can just stand where you're at and we just pray together to say, Lord God, I know I'm answering my own altar call. That's me as well. I need my sins to be forgiven. And if you too need your sins to be forgiven, you can stand where you're at. Mm -hmm.